Who's the first person to bust your ass when you got to the league? Um, it was crazy because it was a guy I hadn't even heard of him before. And we played the Clippers. And um, I got I got a guard, Chris Kamen. I'm like, man, I don't even I don't even know. I don't even know who Chris Kamen is like, man. This this is gonna be a he got easy work night. though. <laughs> left, right. Yo, left, right. Left, right, man, on the block. <laughs> it was crazy. And he was like, he he was talking shit too. It was, wow, he's crazy. <laughs> got you. He's crazy, crazy with a Chris Kamen, man. Like, I was like, man, I didn't even heard of this guy. He's giving me buckets. I was like, tomorrow, Yao Ming. The night after that, Shaq. I mean, I know like, this shit doesn't stop. Yo, 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 we live on location today. The blackest one is here in Orlando, and we got a special, special Chi-Town friend. He's residing out there in that MIAO right now, but he from, you know, New York City by way of Perry. You know what I'm saying? We got a goat in the game, man. It's one of our favorite players, Chicago. I know y'all gonna love it. Paris love it, New York City too, man. We got the legend. We got a real goon of playing hard. One of my most passionate players out here. He left it all on the floor. Chi-Town, stand up. We got Joe King Noah in the building. Appreciate you, fam. I appreciate y'all, man. Straight up. Brought to you by Thigh Style. Who did you see early on to be like, man, I want to I want to pick up that ball and do that? I mean, for sure. You know, I, I had a lot of posters uh, in my room. Um, a lot of KG, though. A lot of KG. <laughs> Ticket. Pat, you know, I had <laughs> a lot of KG. Uh, I love Penny. Uh, white chocolate. You know, yeah. Bubs. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. White Chocolate is one of my favorite players growing up, for sure. What made you choose Florida? Could there have been anybody else that you probably would have went to? Um, I mean, once I went down there, once I talked to Coach Donovan, I knew it was a wrap. Because I was like, yo, I could get at the front of that press. You know, we used to pressure the ball full yeah. court. Yeah. And I was just like, just their style of play. And I was like, you know, I was in New York my, my um, growing up. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I need to get in the sunshine a little bit, do my thing, <laughs> get out of get out That's of that cold, get out brother. of those. I needed that. I needed that. So I love Coach Donovan, and I mean, it was just you know, as soon as I got down there, it was grind, grinding. Like some of my favorite team in history, man, y'all squad, man. Them two years watching y'all play. Man, makes you just really love college basketball and what college basketball means to the game. Like, man, watching y'all play. One of my favorite players on y'all team, though, was Corey Brewer. Hell yeah! Like, I feel That's like he man. was the one, like that, 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 on, that, that last piece that kept it all right because he he was the everything man. He he guard the hardest player. He do the the, the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? He hit the three at the late. Like Bruce was a that dog, team to man. me is playing Corey Brewer. I mean, it was me, Al Horford, Corey Brewer, and Torian Green. We were roommates. 
So we came in, we met in the gym, we stayed in the gym the whole time, you know, and I mean, it was just like right away we were playing twos every night. We were playing ones every night. Y'all had three roommates in college? Man. It was four of us. What? Yeah, it was four of us. It was oh, two rooms. Y'all, y'all facility we, must have been right up in that floor. Y'all really living in the sunshine, huh? <laughs> yeah, we were doing it right. Man. We were doing <laughs> it right. No car, no nothing, but just hooping. And you know, you know that chemistry. At the end of the day, we used to play pickup. You know, you got Anthony Roberson, David Lee, Matt Walsh, hey, all those guys. Hey, 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 you already know Peep Show, King Jerry. <laughs> Uh, so we were like yo we're freshmen we're like yo we want to play against like y'all the starters you know yeah we and we just busting their ass from from the from the jump you know so we were we were ready after that first championship they're like yo it's time for you guys to go pro you know i just got mvp of uh of the tournament yeah and they were just like, yo, it's time for you to go pro. You're going to be a top five. I'll be top five. Corey yeah. was going to be a top 10. And I remember we go to, I go to Corey's house after the, the championship. Corey came, he came from the bottom for real, like trailer, trailer park. You know, he had a, wow. he had a, he had a tree in the house, in the trailer, growing in the trailer. Mm. Mm. And he was like, yo, let's, let's go back to school. That's how much we love playing with each other. He didn't even, he was like, yo, we, don't, we can just wait till next year, man. Let's just keep this going. And see, I know that that never happened before where you had guys who could like leave and make millions of dollars and go to the league yeah. and end up staying. You know, I was all right because it was different for me because I wasn't worried about supporting my family right. you know, as much as, as much as it was for yeah, like a guy like that. Corey. But for Corey to say, Yo, we're going back to school, man. We we all stayed another year and made history. You know what I'm saying? But it was real special times for real. How, how was that to win MVP of the tournament though? Like like right. you amongst the names you amongst is like crazy to win MVP of of NCAA tournament. I know that was like surreal for you. I mean, you know, now that it's now that basketball. You know, my NBA career is over and all that. You realize that all you got in the end is your relationships mm, with your yeah. people. You know, that's all. That's So it's like you look back and your accolades and all that, it's, you know, you look at it and it's just, it doesn't even seem real, you know. But what really matters at the end of, at the end of this shit is, is you know, is your relationships, you your people. Yeah, yeah brothers, real. yeah. T- tell me how it was like, like you said, you come back, y'all win that championship, and then you know y'all decide to come back. Was it any point during that second season? Because you know how everybody says super hard to repeat and all of that, and y'all did it. Like, mm-hmm. was it any point where it was like during that second season, we're like, damn, like I should have went to the league, or damn, this, this is, this is for the birds. Like when you, because I know, <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying, I'm gonna keep it real. For me, when I. I my freshman year, I could have left. Everybody said I should have left, whatever, whatever. I had several different times throughout my sophomore year where I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Whether it was looking at my dog, Corey McGetty in the NBA, you know what I'm saying? I remember vividly at draft day sitting there like, why did I come back to school? You know what I'm saying? Like, was it any any moment where you felt like 
I should have left or did the pressure get hard or anything like that? For sure. It was high expectations. You know, I was supposed to be a top three pick. And if I had like 10 points in a game or something, it was like we would win the game and it wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? So expectations is, you know, it's kind of it taught me a lot because it helped me in my career. Because, you know, if you want to win big, you're going to deal with expectations. You know, so I feel like that going back to school and having to deal with that really helped me with my um, to the, uh, getting ready for the next level. But for sure, you know, you miss a class, you got to wake up at 6 a.m. And, you know, you you running at 6 a.m. Like, God damn. The fuck was I thinking? But I think that I think at, at the end of the day, that that second run really helped me just. Um, understanding what expectations are all about because we had to deal with that at a young age, um, you know, and it, it definitely helped. I agree, man. That's that's why I felt about my like, I mean, y'all won, so I mean, it was y'all did the ultimate, no matter what you know, saying the up and down in the career, y'all won at the end of the day. But for me, it was like, you know, like you said, you come back, it, it's definitely a mixed bag because y'all come back celebrated. Like, I came back touted as first team All-American. I was all Roy's Roy. So I got that love, and I got magazine covers like I'm sure y'all did. But then it was like that, like you say, the other side of it, like, which I supposed to be in the league, though. I'm waking up, running, and doing this and that, going to class. So I, I definitely feel you. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it's all – it's all ego at the end of the day. And you know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you gotta humble yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like my coach, Coach Donnie used to always say, humble yourself or the game will humble you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's, that's, can't cheat the can't game. Cheat, can't, can't cheat, cheat the game. The game. <laughs> you can't do it the right way. That's the only way to do it. Torian Green, though, I got the opportunity to play with him in Portland. He, I was in Portland. He came to play it, man. He was, he was dope. Cause I, I watched, just watched them years with, with y'all and man, that man used to hit big threes. He knew how to play the game and all that. He was just so small. Like, I feel like if he had another inch or two up on him, he definitely would have had a nice career in the yeah. league and so forth. All. Like, how was he? Big heart. big heart. Big heart. Big heart. Big heart. Like six foot, you know, but a dog. Like, yeah. you know, it was just, you know, at the end of the day, your point guard, man, he got to set the tone. And yeah. man, that guy had the heart of a he. Had, he was a real lion, man. Like I, I remember we uh the second run, so right before the tournament, we stinking it up. We lost like three in a row. So Torian's pops takes us to to go eat, and and he's like, "Yo, guys, I just need y'all to you know get back on the same page. Look, I know y'all love each other. You know, expectations are high right now." But y'all gotta give give up the bullshit. And we're like looking at it like, what is he talking about? He's like, Torrance Pop, Sydney Green goes, I want you guys to give up. He's like, no, no sex for the whole tournament. Oh. I'm like, man, I'm like, man, we in college at University of Florida you're telling us like <laughs> we can't, we can't pop. Like we all look at each other and die laughing, like, yo, you got it, you got it all messed up, Sid. But yeah, you can't yo, that's the type of you, you remember. You remember shit like this. Right, you remember right. that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you remember that. Uh, we were looking at him like, man, he's telling us like we can't even do the girlfriend thing. Like, come on, man. Come on, pops. Yeah. <laughs> that's 
I tell me this, like I want I want you to take me back before before Florida and all that, like right. Like you got a unique situation, born in, in New York, but then went to France and then you come back to New York. Like tell me how that was for you to be, you know, you really don't remember when you was born. So you really just remember probably like growing up originally in France and then like coming to New York. How was that transition like culturally and all of those different things for you? Uh, it was it was a lot, you know. Um, I was born in New York City, and then when I was about three, four years old, we moved back to to France, to Paris, because that's where my father was from. My father was uh, very famous out there, a tennis player, uh, last French guy to win the French Open, and um, you know, it was just it's it's tough to be the son of somebody who's that known, you know. And uh, my mother made a decision when I started playing basketball, went to an American school, started playing basketball. And she's like, you know what, if this is what you love to do, uh, you're gonna, let's, let's go back to New York because you're gonna be able to grow and live a life, a normal life and just not live in your father's shadow. And, um, you know, it's the best decision that ever happened to me. Like I had a, a normal childhood because of it. And if we would have stayed in France, I don't know if I would have ever been able to to make it. My mom used to bring me to practice. And you know, you can imagine moving to New York City, you're a little French kid speaking <laughs> English with a French, you know, with a French accent, right. you know? And I just got connected right away with some, some real ones, you know, like Lenny Cook, shout out Lenny Cook, Curtis Sumter, yeah. you know, some, some, some real ones who were coming up and who were Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, do or die. Like yeah. they used to punch me in my chest and tell me like, yo, this, this shit good for you, you know what I mean? Like, it was that kind of energy. Yeah, that <laughs> I was love, like, no? For real, for real. And and thank God, thank God for them because they they're the ones who, you know, who put the the, the base together for real. Mm, yeah, mm. like Lenny Cook was he was he was a beast. He he was a beast, and a lot of, a lot of people don't speak up on him, but I've been watching him and. He was good. I feel like I, I just feel like the show got to him, like the surroundings of the show. You know, you can get caught up in that, especially if you don't got a good foundation around you to tell you, like, nah, don't take that. And, you know, wait, you can get that later. Right. You finish doing and, and you he do. and the thing is, New York is something else, man. Yeah. New York is another. Yes. And New York is yeah, another he animal. Is. And he in New York. To, to make it out of there, that's the thing. It's like the hype is so real sometimes yeah, that, man. that that that's the Len, that's the story of Lenny. Is like, yo, the hype doesn't mean shit. Your work ethic has to be tight. You gotta stay focused on what's important, playing your role, whatever that is, playing your part. Keep your heart right. You know what I mean? Because all the other shit, it doesn't mean that it doesn't help you win ball games and nothing. So yeah, and those aren't the things you remember. You know, a cover or what it like. Yeah. You're not you're not thinking about that. Yeah. I used to tell Sebastian that when Sebastian came to play with us, the hype was real around him. It's not too many guards to get drafted straight out of high school and come in and be big. But when he got there, I was like, all right, but you can't score like you were scoring in high school on this level. It's a seven footer <laughs> under there every fucking time. Like, do what you do best and get into the assist thing of it. Once he kind of figured it out, like, oh, yeah, I need to really assist. It was like, it's too late. Teams didn't have the same 
sparking him or think he can play the same way as he used to. But yeah, I definitely I get to you when you say the hype. Get to the you. hype is the hype is, and I think that everybody that gets especially to in New York. Has, that's what especially I was, was going to say for you. Like, at, at, at what point in high school was it where you started feeling like, all right, like. I'm good. I'm nice. And then I know with that, like you, like we talking about in New York, at what point did that hype start coming for you where you were being touted as this or touted as that? Uh, to me, that's the thing. The, the biggest blessing was I didn't have that in high school. So it, it didn't happen. I got to ABCD real late my senior year. Nobody really knew about me. I went to private school. And yeah. It was it was a whole different, different vibe. Like me just going to the University of Florida was like, it was huge. Right. Okay. I mean, Donovan, school like that. Groups, that's how he kind of. For sure. Okay. You know, those Irish, those Irish guys, crazy, man. You already know. <laughs> One of the things I love about you is like, uh, you always play like you was for your team. You was always about the team. You always played the right way. You was the motor. You was like that. That 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 backbone for every team, even from Florida to to the Bulls to every other team that you play for, you always brought that energy. Like who instilled that in you? Like who taught you how to like just have that energy and and ride for your guys instead of it being about me? I think I really wanted to win, and I think that that was the most. I'm, I know my heart was always in the right place when it came to playing the game and. You know, I was never the most skilled. I was never a guy who could score 20 points or do it myself. I had to do all the, like, little dirty work and all this shit. So I had a good pulse on what I needed to do to try to affect winning. And that's it, period. Like, whatever it takes, sacrifices must be made. Play your part. Everybody got a role to play. Do it. Like, we were just talking about, that's what we were just talking about, Q. It's just like these Guys, you come in from high school, you come in from college, and you used to being the guy, and now all of a sudden you have to change your role. I, a lot of guys who had the talent to be in it wasn't in there because their mind wasn't right. So I think that, and I mean, that's why it's so important to have good OGs and, you know, good vets on these teams to kind of help these guys navigate navigate that because that's a learning learning curve for everybody you know you, you coming in and yo you're not you're not getting the ball 15 times a game bro like you play defense and go hit that corner three you're gonna eat off that like that's how we gonna get better i want to uh talk to you about your bull days man like that's that's that squad was like Man, with Tibbs and it, like you and Luau Dang, young Jimmy Butler, D Rose. Man, I just love the way y'all played, how y'all respected the game. Y'all always played hard and y'all always seemed like y'all always left it out there. But them years that y'all was together and making them runs, like, how was that for you? Uh, those were special times, man, you know? And I feel like when we went out there, we tried to represent the city. Um, Chicago's a, a tough place. Uh, weather crazy, <laughs> people going through a lot of shit to divide a city in a lot of ways. And, and the sports is just so important uh, to that city. It's what the sports is really um, what unites the people, you know? So I felt like when we went out there, we wanted to represent that. We wanted to keep, we wanted to fight because we knew that 
the city, the city needed that. Yo, as a Chicagoan, y'all did that. Y'all repped the city the right way. You in particular, me being from there, having family there, having friends, you know, everybody knows from growing up was there. Like they, they, they love the way you play. They love your passion. They love how hard y'all worked, how hard you worked and played for the city. And they knew how impactful you were. Me personally, my favorite story when I think about you is when you, when, when they had the peace game in Chicago. And you remember what I'm talking about, the joint yeah, yeah, in Inglewood in Chicago in one of the, you know, one of the toughest times during that time to have Bulls players that, you know, that, that represent the city and what y'all meant to the city at that time. You, Taj, you, you doing what you did to get, to get D Rose to come through. And, you know, it was like, you know, other, other people with the Isaiah, uh, Twan, Bobby, amongst other people were there. And, um, what resonated with me was when we, you remember, we went down into the basement of that church and we got to sit and listen to those Speaks kids and listen to those kids' stories. These is kids, Black, that's really in it, really on the streets, really doing this, really living it right now. And to hear them say, share their stories, you know, ranging from ages like 10, 11 on up to, you know, anywhere, 20, whatever. And you know how it is, you got, Ball players that come in and stand third, they always say what you think they want to hear or what you think the kids or whatever need to hear. What I respected and what stood out to me with you was that when you first stood up to talk, I'm listening. You know, I don't, I don't really know you that well at that point. I'm listening. Okay, I appreciate. I, I respect you for being there, but I don't hear what you're gonna say. And what got me was because you was you was 100 blunt and honest. I didn't grow up like y'all. My dad was a pro tennis player. I had a relatively good life. I had my, my mom was in my life, all of these things, you know what I'm saying? I, I know that I had it well off compared to most of y'all. So I'm not about to stand here and tell y'all and act like, oh, I've been through it. I'm in, nah, I'm not. But you know what I'm saying? You was like, I can acknowledge pain. I can acknowledge suffering and people that need help. And that's why I'm here. I'm just here to help. I'm here to listen and be a, be a help of any way I can. And I respected that. I took that with me. Like, damn, I remember telling some people when I left, like, yo, know a real one like you know what i'm saying so just me to you for my city chicago i respect what you did what you still continue to do and it mean a lot bro you impacting like just your presence forget about throwing money at something doing this like you showing up giving your time and being there personally and sharing what you shared and doing what you do that's huge that's what we need i appreciate that man you know because those were to me the most impactful things that we did. You know, they weren't on the court, they were off the court. And like just to to be a part of that and do a peace tournament when we all know Chicago has a, a real violence issue, you know, and just being able to do something that's just bigger than the game. And I, I'm I'm really proud of that tournament that we did, the peace tournament at St. Sabina, bringing the guys together from all different backgrounds. And people didn't think that we could do that. And, um, you know, and, you know, you show up, you do some things, you listen. But at the end of the day, it's the progress. Just they keep going. They keep going to St. Sabinus. They keep playing against each other. So now when they're back in the street, they they have a place where they, you know, where they connect. You already know how, the, you already know how divided it is. So 
just to be able to have the guys connect and you know like a place like even bringing guys to the game how there's not a, pl- a lot of places where you can bring guys from different backgrounds where they could just chill and be on the same page. And that was what was big. That's what I was trying to uh, was going to interject and say that when we say bring together, these were rival games and rival situations that was going on that we brought. And that's why it was called and deemed a peace game because it was, you know, Inglewood was deemed an area where it was so many different factions and different things going on in such a close quarters that it was like, you needed some some type of peace or some type of something to calm down because it was so such an a you know a a, a a inflamed situation going on and like that was that was something that where it was something rare where you get those different factions to come together on those terms and there's no violence when you know it's going to be all of these different people there. Yeah, I mean I think that that's just like you said. And I see Taj still playing. I see D-Rose, they're still doing their thing in New York. And, you know, I know that that was something that impacted them because I look at Taj and what he's doing in New York. He brought that, that same energy, and he's doing it over there. So as I, I'm proud of that. I feel like that, that tournament really um, brought a lot of good, but you just got to keep, you know, the fight never stops. So at the end of the day, it's about just knowing where you stand on shit and just and doing your best, you know, because – it's for sure sometimes it's overwhelming, but these situations are overwhelming. But at the end of the day, we use our platforms to do to do good shit, you know? Straight up. I know that, uh, like you spoke on, on D-Rose, Poop, you know, you one of his boys. Give me your perspective when the first injury happened and 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 take me through from your side, you know, your, your being on the team, your teammate view and your perspective of what he was going through and how he had to you know what I'm saying, uh, just just maneuver through all of those different things. Like you said, from people saying this and saying that the stupid shit from the little idiots on the internet talking crazy and doing memes. And just tell me how it was for you, somebody, because I know you somebody who's passionate about, number one, your teammate, but more so somebody who who I know that you look at as like a friend and a brother. So just right. Yeah, exactly. Seeing That's that and, and experience, like, tell me what your perspective was with that. Well, it was it was definitely tough because, you know, you look back at that time, we were the number one team in the NBA. We had the best record, playoff start, game one. Like, I mean, we are on a mission. We just lost in the Oops and Conference Finals to Miami. We're coming in. We got ripped now, you know. Uh, and we're like, yo, this is, this is the year of business. This is the year we're getting shit. And then you know, towards ACL, you know, I think that everybody kind of remembers like where they were, what they were doing when shit happened. You know, one of those moments when I heard him towards ACL, like I, I didn't even think much of it when it happened. I thought he was okay a couple of games, he'll be he'll be back before down. But you know, it was uh Oh, it was depressing as hell. You know, just seeing somebody that, you know, he was a guy every time he walked in the gym, he brought, not he brought hope to the city. But every time he got onto the court, you felt like you had a chance to win the chip. Like nobody was messing with this boy. Like he was putting fear in everybody. Straight up, real talk. No, no cap, no none of that. That's real. And like also real humble with it. Real humble. Humble as they come. 
like too humble. Shy, shy to do an interview type when he came into the league. We still, hey, look, we still trying to get him right now. It's tough, but he's. I think now he's able to express himself a whole other way. Yeah, but I, I'm not saying that. Tough, yeah, man. it was tough. I'm just saying, just from the standpoint, like you, you say his personality is just. I'm just chill, low key over here. Chill. That ain't really me. Chill, laid back, won't talk much, but he'll, but he'll still be like, yo, I'm, I'm the best motherfucker. He'll say some shit like, you'll be like, damn, dude, like, Chicago. Supreme confidence, supreme confidence. Quiet, humble with it, but. We bred that way. Yo, oh, for, it's for there. sure. It's like, there, whether I say it or not. Talk about the MVP season, though, like how he just stormed through the league and just was just crushing everything, like. Folks didn't want to guard him. Like, they didn't know whether we were going to put a bigger guy on him or stick with the point guard. No, nah, it was it was bad. They had, they had nothing for him. You know, there was nothing like him. Like, the athleticism, just he could he could shoot it. Just And then, like, he really had the city behind him. The energy in that building in that time was just, it was so special just being able to get number one pick from England, from the hood. And you playing for your city, like in that, like that kind of energy for Chicago with everything that's going on in Chicago, and you repping that, like man, I was so proud to be a part of that. I had no choice. Look, bro, I'm, 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 I don't, I'm from the crib, and I don't even, you know, what I'm saying, I don't know D Rose like that, and I never said, you know, how people care. like that's not, that's not like that. Like obviously through basketball and through Chicago and through knowing who he is, I know who D Rose is. He knows who I am, but we didn't never like rock like that he obviously much younger than me and like i don't we never connected for whatever the reason like that but bro sitting there watching what he did the way he did it the way the city resonated he resonated with the city and they connected and just to watch like bro that was what me twan walker d way every chicago kid wished they could have did what he did anybody take from isaiah thomas the greatest on down to the whoever. You feel me? Like he did that. MVP, youngest, king of the city. King of the city. Don't look. I didn't even, and you know what? And didn't didn't even want it. Yeah, nah. That's the thing. Like he was just, it just happened organically because it was just that boy was, the way he was, was moving. It was just, he was representing that. But his energy was never like, King, like none of that. Yeah. It was no, it was humble, like humble approach. Like he's he's checking you in your eye, like yo, what kind of person are you? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Humble with it, like yo, he's he's really checking you as a person. Now, like he was never on some like I'm that dude, like not nah, never. That was never none of that. That's why that's why I still I love him to this day because it was never that kind of energy. How did y'all feel? You know, as a team, like I feel like y'all was the first team since MJ and them that really captured the city. Chicago. Like, you know what I'm saying? They captured the city that had the post, that had, you know what I'm saying? Like a chance. Yeah, yeah, you know how it is in Chicago. We a huge sports town. Like we the, the Blackhawks was winning chips, the the Sox and the Cubs won one. Like, you know how we are about our sports and the bit the Bears are the Bears. Like, I felt like y'all were the true first team 
since the Bulls, I mean, since MJ's Bulls to like where the, the city was like, y'all had the heart beating. Oh, five. Y'all like, how did that feel? Cause I, I know how the city is. The city is 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 love. Like for y'all to be there and y'all be, and you know, use one of them focal points. How was that? You were beloved bull. Like anytime you go back to the arena, it's nuts. Nah, it's you know, I was dry. I went there not long ago to go watch a game. Yeah, I just saw that. Right. Yeah. And just driving by that arena, I was like, man, yo, the amount of times, the amount of days I used to get to this arena and just be geek. I'm talking about ready to run through a wall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You couldn't say shit to me on game day. Like I was an animal. Zone. And it was just like, it was just like, man, that state of mind that you had to, to go to, to, you know, it's just, it's hard to explain because you can't feel that in anything else that you do in life. Like, you know, you playing in front of 25,000 going crazy with that much hope. It's, it's it's hard to describe, man. How how was it for, for you when when you transitioning from from the Bulls and moving on? How 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 was that for you? It was tough because um, that's when the injuries started piling up, and I signed a uh, big deal with the the Knicks, so expectations were high, and and then I had, you know, I had three surgeries in in one year. And, uh, you know, it was just, I guess sometimes it's, it's, you know, the cards you're, you're dealt, you know, but, um, you know, it was like a blessing in the sense that I got paid a lot of money, but at the same time, it was like, damn, I can't, I can't bring it like how I used to, you know, like injuries are a motherfucker, man. And it's, it's part of it. It's part of growing up as a man as well. You know what I'm saying? Being able to say, you know what? You know, I'm not the same guy at 32 that I was when I was 25. Right. Yeah. And that's something that we all have to, we all go through um, in the journey. Is like, can you handle that? Can you not? And there were probably some times where I couldn't, but it was a, a learning, it was a learning curve. And all about it's like we're talking about that ego shit and just like letting that shit go, just being honest with yourself and where you're at. And, uh, you know, it was tough, but. It was a tough transition, but at the end of the day, like I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Tell me, tell me this in, in, in New York, right? Because because when I was in New York, I dealt with kind of the same thing. I got traded there. Was in the mid. I was in the second year of my big, you know, my big contract or whatever. So you get there, yo. Like you said, expectations is higher than any place you ever been. This is New York. They gave you such and such money, so they. The fans, everybody else expecting what they expect. Tell me this, did you ever, while you were getting those injuries, do you did you ever find yourself forcing it, pushing it, trying to go through stuff and, and making stuff possibly work? Because I, I did the same thing. I had a herniated back, herniated disc in my back. Probably should have did the surgery like in October, no, well, not October, probably like November, maybe December. Didn't do it because, you know, like you say, the pressure, high expectations, you getting this knickknack injury, they're they going to talk about it every day in the paper when you get hurt, especially somebody like you or me that's making a lot of money. So it's like you get all of those pressures. Did you feel that in New York? Like, damn, like, and just the type of person you are, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got this big bag and it's like, like you said, it's part of that ego thing. Like, I supposed to bring it. I supposed to be doing Did you find yourself trying to push it and, and doing that? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think that I always did that. And that's something that I wish that I was a little bit smarter in my career. Um, just like, I, and I think they do a good job now of just monitoring, monitoring the players a little more. But when I was playing, when it was kind of just, if you can't go, just go. You had nobody, you know, it, it was, it wasn't, it was tough, man. You know, I, I think that, you know, I was taking a lot of, you know, things to cover up the pain, you know, masking stuff. And, you know, it's, it's a slippery slope at the end of the day, if you want to play that game. But at the end of the day, like, people show you love because you want to win and you're going to fight, you're going to play through all that shit. And I got a lot of love in my career for that because I was playing through all that stuff. And people respected that I would go out there and play, but it's, it's a balance because after a while, like, yo, it's your body. Shit going to break too. You can't just keep masking this stuff, you know? So, so it's, uh, at the end of the day, this is the life we chose, you know what I mean? Yeah, we come out of, like, we just went to war. That's how we, yeah. that's how we, we figure these knees don't work to this day. <laughs> they still be there. <laughs> One of my other favorite quotes of you was when you talked about your time in New York, when you was just like, man, I was too little. <laughs> I was. Like, that was the most was. real, though. Like, can you just expand on that? Like, it, I re- yeah. first of all, I respected it for the realness of it. I think I think it was misunderstood because like some people say like I'm lit like oh I'm so lit like I'm not saying it like I'm so lit like I'm look at me I'm so lit no I'm saying it like I'm lit like I was I was fucked up you know what I mean I was I was injured and I'm dealing with three injuries I'm taking you know, drugs to deal with the pain. Like I was lit, I was fucked up. Right, I had yeah. like, that, that's the shit I had to deal with. It was not an easy thing to get out of. Yeah. You know, a lot of athletes have to go through that. Yeah. What do you think? You think you're just getting surgeries and what? Like, well, yeah, fine. I'm trying to get through this right. shit. Like you you guys, they, they talking about this shit like, oh, oh, he'll be back in four to six weeks. Like, fuck you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo. I'm over here in bed, like you talking about four to six weeks. Like I gotta go up against yeah. the baddest, fastest motherfuckers in the world. Like, yeah. and I'm in bed, like I can't move my shoulder, I can't move my knee. Like, I had two at the same time. Right. And you're, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I said now, like for late. people to even be speaking on people missing games or so forth on. Like when it was a time where people should have missed games back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like. Nowadays, like, you don't know what a player going through. You don't know what a player going through off the court or going through in life or just with their family or anything that they, they might need that day off or need that time off. So we're in a new day and age, man. Players we are in a new age, but, but you know what? At least, you know, it was a different era, but I feel like the players are more protected and in a way, I think, and I think that that's a, it's a good thing because at the end of the day, I think that we got a lot of our respect off of like playing through shit. Playing through shit. Like, not always. I think it's just the, the media, the though, smart man. thing, but I feel you. It's just the media. The media. You know what I mean? On your ass about it. It'd be I like, do. what I you talking you. about? Yeah, but now it's like, I feel like organizations do a better job of like 
protect Yo, them. They put people like, out. We're gonna, we we gonna protect this. guys. We yeah. monitoring this. Imagine this. Shit, he played three games in a row. We want to sit him. <laughs> like shit, we give him the millions of dollars. Why can't we sit this value? Yeah. No, back then it was more like, yo, we paying him a million dollars. He yeah. better go out there. Back now then, it's like, like let's yo, call, let's they, more, they more smart finger. about their investment these days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. One of the guys that don't get talked about, and I thought he was, he was, he was dope. I had an opportunity to talk to him when he was at McDonald's game, but that's Luau Dane. And like, you know, he got a kind of like a bad rep at the end where they, they just sent him home with his money. Like, Craig wouldn't let him play when he still could play, but I be seeing some of the stuff he doing over in Africa and how he moving. Like y'all had a special group. Y'all not only did y'all have a special group on the court, y'all had a special group off the court with all y'all from Ties and all y'all doing what y'all doing. But just Luau Dane because he don't really get brought up, and he be making big moves and he be doing good thing, and he was nice on the court that people don't yeah, really say. Lose a, lose a ultimate warrior, man. He would play like 45 minutes, just hit big shots, lock all of it, always playing. I mean, he's just, this guy was a real soldier, you know what real I mean? Tough. And and a real good soldier, like really good human being, man. Somebody who's doing so much great stuff on the motherland where he's from back in Africa, man. And, you know, doing a lot of grassroots work. And somebody who connected himself with a lot of really smart people, a lot of uh, real estate guys early on in his career. And just, you know, you don't hear about, you hear about guys getting into stuff like that later once basketball is done. But he was doing it all along. So he's somebody who's, he knows what he's doing when it comes to that paper. <laughs> you like to see that from, from a guy from South Sudan who, was a refugee in Egypt and somehow made it to the Chicago Bulls and have an all-star career. And yes, that's do a things great that he story. did. Like for real, man. Like, and I had I had lunch with him like a couple of days ago. Like this guy's just he's the man. You know, he really cares himself like a king. Shout out to Rob Bang, man. Yo, yo, tell me this. How was it for you? The, the the first time you made All-Star. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know that you say you, that ain't what you play for and that ain't where your heart at, but like a part of you has to acknowledge that. that like, yo, this is this is huge. Like, you know what I'm saying? Growing up to a kid, now you you walking in that locker room, seeing your jersey hang and you on that stage. Like, how was that? And you did it twice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody said, oh, you could fluke and get one. amongst the best. One, like, you did it, you know what I'm saying? You did it twice. So how, how does that feel to be known like, as a as a former all star, that's that's the way you should be introduced. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. That's bro. real. Former uh, former defensive player of the year. Those is these is facts. <laughs> that ain't you know, that ain't opinions. Those is facts. I think it's just more when you see your when you see your loved ones in that crowd, and you see how proud they are of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you see it in them. Like my pops came all the way from France. Like. He was sitting next to my 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 coach from New York City, that first coach that believed in me. Shout out Mr. Green, mm-hmm. you know, Flushing Queens, the story of projects, you know, like people who really put that work in for you. Like I used to sleep on his couch, you know, when I was 14, 15 years old. Right. And he was the one who was like, I'm going to take you to the next level. So when you have people like that who believed in you when you were young and they sit in the crowd and they watching you with the best players in the world, you know, 
catching pocket pass, throwing diamond, whatever. You know, it's you look up in the crowd, you see them proud, like right. That's what I remember. That's dope. Like defensive player, what what this is a conversation that's not for Q, this for real defenders. Defensive <laughs> player of the year. When you won a defensive player of the year, I know like with the defense, you really when you, you win that, it shows that what you bring. Right there, though, you won the defender. <laughs> you won the you shot threes. You won the defender. Hey, Joe came. Ask ask him who win in one on ones. I lock his ass up though. That's y'all still playing. Nah, you y'all still nah. playing. You don't want these nah. problems, man. You don't want these problems. You heard him say his knees don't work. I just played in the big three way more recently. I, I, I got one game a month for him anytime he <laughs> wanted. <laughs> but like being a defender, as I was saying, us defenders, you know what I'm saying? To get, you know, just to get that accomplishment. I want this is a two-part question. I want you to talk about how it was to, you know, to get defensive player of the year, which that's a big accomplishment for what you bring into the table. You know what I'm saying? And to see these guys now in this day and age, that's a lot of these guys now are doing the exact same thing that you're doing now. You know, a lot of centers didn't, didn't know how to adjust to that. But what you brought to the table defensively in the Rudy Gobert's and the Capellas, like these guys are getting $100 million contracts now. And the, what, they was, what they're doing is what you was doing. So how is that to see the guys doing that? I mean, to be honest, I was that award was it's a, it's a special award, you know. Obviously, you get the DPOY, and as a big man, you got to be the voice of the defense. You're the, you're, the, you're the backbone of the defense. Yeah. But but the truth is, none of this shit worked without Tom Thibodeau. None of this shit worked out without Kirk Heinrich on the ball. Dog, you know, picking up full court. Full court. None of it happens without Jimmy Butler, you know, Keith Bogans. Keith you know, Bogans. Bogues. Shut Got a Bogues. Got a Bogues. All these guys, though, man. You know, these guys were grinding every day. Yeah. Hard as hell. We so, so we were all on the same page. Yeah. That That's what made it possible because at the end of the day, you're not having a good defense because – I'm not out there blocking five, six shots like Rudy Gobert. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm doing my thing, but it was just I was doing my work early, calling it out early. Lines yeah. back up back there, big. Yeah. yeah. Just being that that, that 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 captain, that you know, captain of the defense. Like you always in the back of it. And, and like I always like defensive player of the year, you know. That shit is well earned. Like when you see a team that's they top in defense and you shutting teams down, not really shutting them down, but you keeping them low in points. I, I like when that shit get get accomplished, you know, get a get acknowledged. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I appreciate that, man. Like at the end of the day, that award it should not it should be that that was defensive team. Because like, yo, okay, you get that award, but like yo, Kirk Heinrich. I mean, come on now, y'all played against this guy. Yeah, this guy. I've been playing against Kirk since AAU days. AAU, <laughs> Kirk no been back like down. that. You know what yeah, I mean? Him and Nick Collins, like, yeah. boy, ain't no back down to them boys. Yeah, was a, he had a he, was, he had a heart of a line. You yeah, know? So let's not boys, man. <laughs> let's not forget. Like, let's give credit when credit is due. And yeah. I just, you know, this is this is not an individual game. You get awards and all this, but like 
to me, the award was really like, you got to hold guys accountable. Like, yo, you, you fuck up on this defensive assignment. Like, you got to let that person know, like, yo, hey, I'm going to be there for you, but you got to do your job. Yeah, man. you got to keep on coming. You got to keep on keep running on around this Hey, screen. listen, one of my favorite, one of my favorite clips of you. <laughs> this was what I always loved about you, your energy and how hyped you was. Like, I always said, like, you was one of them dudes that, like, you was impactful. Like, you might have, like, you could have nine and six. 14 and like seven assists and that'll be better than somebody that might have had like 18 and, and, and six because you made them plays at the right time. You might have dove on the floor and got the whole fucking building going crazy at that right time and it's just bring that energy. But like, I love Joe energy. One of my favorite clips was, I can't remember. You might remember when I say this, like y'all have made a big ass play. You wasn't even in a game. You was on a bench, but it was like a big play. Everything was rallying. And you giving everybody five, getting hyped. And one of the young boys that was on the court ran by you and didn't see it. And you was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And you was like, you was like off that shit for like the next, but like the next thing, like the camera's on you and you stopped yeah. everything. And you was hot, like, yo, fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. For real, Tony, shout out Tony Snell, man. Tony <laughs> Snell, that's who it was. Shout out Tony Snell, yo. Yo, Tony. Yo, how am I have my, I make my little, I make my little bullshit right hook, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We up, I don't know, I think we go from like, we go up six or something. Okay, like so you were again. Like, I can remember what you I'm hyped. I'm yeah. hyped. I'm like, damn, I just made my little jump hook. Yeah. You know, that, that might be game winner right there. Like, let's get the fuck out this place, man. Let's get out this building, man. Bulls W. <laughs> man, I'm getting everybody hyped, everybody hyped. Tony Snell just walked by me. He, he already... He, He's sleeping, man. He already <laughs> on the bus. I'm like, man, I let him feel that. But he's my, but that's what it's all about. Word, you know? Straight up, I loved it. Oh, I you got to teach him that shit. I no, loved be, it. Be what you doing, man? Boy, you, you better be get engaged hyped with us, yeah. man. I loved it. Everybody on the bench getting engaged again. That's what winning is. One person not engaged in what's going on, y'all like the winning team. That's why I'm winning team. Like, you know, everybody on the team is engaged. I love. I was sitting like, yo, I love Noah. Like I re, I remember rewinding and watching the class. Say, yo, look at Noah. He going on. <laughs> I loved it. I promise you. I was like, exactly. Get your ass up and get hyped too, boy. Get your ass up, exactly. Get your ass up, get hyped. But you know, as you get older too, I was playing. Yeah. So that 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 14th man, 15th man job, it I didn't it's realize hard. how it's hard, hard it is. how it's hard, hard that hard. job is. That's a hard job. That's a hard job. I did that in Orlando. So, yeah, that's a hard shout job. Out, shout, shout out your brother C Dude. Me and C Dude was 13, 14, 15, whatever you want to call it. We was down there. We was lit, though. We was like you. We had, hey, let something happen. We air guitar. We was, at that point, I had a better mind. I had my mind wrapped around things. I was in the house. My wife was pregnant. I was in a happy place. We was having fun with it, though. We was, we was them boys. We was over there turning up every time. Hey, I believe that. Shout out C-Dude. Shout out C-Dude. That's my class right there. McDonald's 2000, C-Dude. Uh, Ask you this: uh, Start bench cut. You got to start one. You got to bench one. You got to cut one. Trouble. Hey man, I just want to say it's super cool, man. Just being over here talking about basketball with you guys, man. You guys, this is this is dope. You know, sometimes you forget. My like, it's like you're over here at the house and the kids don't give a shit about basketball. <laughs> you know, and it's just at it's all. just 
it's just like, man, it just feels good sometimes to, you know, talk about those times and just acknowledge like the, the fight, you know what I'm saying? The, all the work that you put in. It's, it's, it's really dope what you guys are doing. Yeah, so. the kids' knowledge be be a little, little off. They don't give a fuck about basketball. And then they be in whole arguments. My son came to me and was like, Dad, I told them that you was better than Michael Jordan when you played, wasn't it? You called me. I said, no, nah, don't argue with nobody about that no more. <laughs> like, what you doing? <laughs> you set me oh, up. <laughs> but yeah, start Vince Cut. Start Vince Cut. Uh, Tim Duncan. KG. Rasheed Wallace. Who you start, who you bench, who you cut. Mm. Bless his heart. Jesus, guys, come on, man. <laughs> I'm starting. Uh, you said Tim Duncan, Tim, KG, KG, and who else? Sheed. I can't cut she though, man. I can't cut. I love she. She was the only one. She was the one. He would catch it on the post on you and tell you what he was going to do and still give you the bucket. High or shot. Shot all uh, in the earth. <laughs> nah, I'm, not, I'm not. I can't play that game. He's going to bring him up. Give me nah, You can't. You, come on, man. Come on, man. You rain twenty towers. Because you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. Tim Duncan, you can't take it. You can't. And KG, like, no, you, you can't, can't take do it. off either. I can't do it, man. I can't play this game. Who was man. who was some of them matchups though? You being us being defensive players, who were some of them matchups that you uh used to look forward to or 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 you know, like, man, I gotta bring my A game on defense when when we played against him. Cause I thought some of the matches I used to see you play against Zebo. You know, that's my guy. I used to watch Zebo all the time. I used to see y'all rough bumping and all that stuff. Like, but some what were some of the matchups that you, you you look forward to to having and some of the ones like, oh man, I know it's gonna be on. <laughs> Zebo was always a good one because Zebo was so connected with Chicago. You know what I mean? He got a lot of love in the streets. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like um a lot of uh, the people who I used to do this, the the work in the community with were real close with Zebo. Yeah. So, so the game it was like always a game within the game because yeah. all the guys used to be at the game when we used to go. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was it was you know it's it's more it's the game within the game. Yeah, you, you know? already know. <laughs> but then I mean, of course, man, like you know, every time we played the Miami Heat, we played Cleveland. Every team that LeBron was on, it was always a war. Those are the games that you pencil, you know, you pencil on the schedule. You know, you put that circle. And uh and Boston two KG cage. Those was you know what I mean? And then as soon as as soon as you chilled though, as soon as you chilled and you were like you exhaled a little bit, like ah, that's really when you was getting your ass busted. Yeah. Hey, t- yeah. tell me this. You said I one of your funniest quotes to me. Well, not quotes. I guess it was one of your uh, press conferences when you was in Cleveland, and you was like, you know, I don't know if you was even in Cleveland. I know you was talking about Cleveland. You like whoever said they want to go on oh, vacation. We were, we were in Cleveland. Okay, so okay. <laughs> we were in Cleveland. <laughs> tell me about that. Like, I I love that you was one of them dudes that never cared about like you know like I get it. Whatever, they the guy, but I'm not about the I don't care. Like I'm not I'm at not all. bowing down. I'm coming straight at you and whatever. And like I'm gonna be honest, like this is no disrespect, Cleveland, but what you were saying was true. Like I'm sure 
D Miles can speak on it. He plays that you can answer this after the fact, but like for those of us that didn't play there, don't know the city, it's not like somewhere it's gonna be like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta take this vacated Cleveland, like you would say. So when you said it, it <laughs> was hilarious to me. It was like hilarious <laughs> to me, and I felt why Cleveland fans uh, would be mad, but I felt why everybody else could see what you were saying. So it was like one of those sure. things. Like if they're not talking about your city, it's funny, but if you're talking about city, like hold on, but like. I just love that you was never shy about being up in your face and you knew, like, so what? I'm not scared to say something about these people and they're not that good no. or not better than me. So, like, I love that about you. But just tell me what was going on when you was, when you was giving that little spill about your feelings about Cleveland. Yeah, I was in, I was in Tulum last week in Mexico. Oh, look at that. So I'm walking, I'm walking in Casamaca. That's Pablo Escobar old old house. Oh. So they made it into a hotel. So I'm I'm in there just chilling, and some some dude comes over. He like, yo, you you uh you Stephen Adams? I'm like, nah, I'm like nah, bro. You thought you was Aquaman? Like, yeah, you look you look you look like student. You look like Stephen Adams. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm. He's like, I'm just chilling, bro. Like all good. He's like, so I just. All right, brother, keep keep it moving. You know what I mean? And he's like, Yeah, you know, I'm from Cleveland. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I see this dude's like <laughs> this dude, this dude trying to this dude trying to clown me, <laughs> clown me and shit off of Cleveland. I'm like, damn, bro, that was 10, that was 10 years ago, and y'all still on that. <laughs> People always on that, yo, yo, Cleveland on vacation. But what it is is also <laughs> People be on that crazy. <laughs> but what it is is just LeBron is, you know, he's a great player, you know, and I just wanted everybody to know when we played against him that there wasn't going to be like, we was going to go at him. Right. And yeah, it wasn't like going to be no, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be no love fest. Right. I hated that love fest shit. Like that shit drove me nuts. And, I mean, it is where competition is not always pretty, you know, that should, and I think that's what people like about it. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, it doesn't always bring out like the best of you. The best of you. <laughs> yeah, it's nah, ugly sometimes. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? the like, truth. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's what, that's what makes sports sports. And like, you, you, you know how it is. Like sometimes, like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know, dude. People always say, like, man, we, you you a hater and all that. Like, no, I just wanted to win. Yeah. I wanted to win. That's yeah. all I cared about. At the end of the day, like, you all get credit and credit is due, but I'm not, when I'm when I'm in those lines, there's none of that. That's, that's what there's I, that's what that. I appreciated the most about your game was that, cause I, I that I related to it. I went the same yeah. way. Like, you, just like you said, people. All right real now, ones relate to you. It's people you know right saying? now like, the All real ones say, relate oh, to you the way you play. Y'all, y'all, LeBron, hit. like, nah, bro. Like, what you think? Like, whether it was Kobe, whether it was whoever, when they was that dude, like, I was coming the same way. You ask anybody, look at it, whatever you want to say. If it was, if I, one of my things, I was going to try and thug you. That's what I was going to try and do. I was strong. I was going to try. That was one of my advantages. If you was more skilled than me, I was going to try and do that to get some type of advantage. So what? But like you said, I always love the fact, that, like you said, well, about to be no love fest. Like you say something or you do something that I deem whatever, I'm going to act like I always act. Just like I'm not about to treat you no different because you Kobe, LeBron, or whoever. This ain't. I'm not a hater. 
I'm who I am. This is what competition's supposed to be at its Say highest that. and most purest, the most competitive people. Yeah. You're not about to see them be happy when it's that time. Like, you know what I'm saying? We be happy when it's over when we won and we can look at you. But like, if we didn't win, I mean, I might not want to go out to eat with you after this or whatever. Like, I'm going to be, depending on what it was, I might can't be around you right now. If it's a regular season, it's like, okay, we could chill. I, I done had this many years and I'm used to it. But like, and you just put me out of the playoffs, whatever. We might have to wait for a week or so for you know, yeah. they, they never they never wanted me and Q or to never. play. <laughs> they never wanted me and Q to play against each other because they say we used to go too hard, like yeah. we don't even like each other. I gotta be a But it was no shit. love lost. He knew I wasn't it wasn't none of that, but he know that I'm gonna try to fuck him up as well as I know that he's gonna try to fuck me up. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna leave it out there, yeah. and then we're gonna walk away from it. So they used to always be like, nah, y'all can't play. <laughs> that's that's what that's interesting though because like now you look back and you know i don't have that that, now i'm about trying to do things where like bring people together Together. yeah yeah competition it's gone it's it's like it's not the yeah it's gone for real it's it's not it's not the same like i can't i can't be competitive with like people around my house you know what i'm saying like this is like my like i don't want to be competitive with my friends like that's not yeah. the vibe like, that's not the vibe like so as you get older you realize like you got to be able to you know uh, now life, life goes on there's like this competition shit is, is done done so okay maybe you try to instill some of that stuff in your kids or whatever but i'm not gonna live my life just a competitive dude with everybody yeah. i have around me and that's that's something that it's an it's been an adjustment I, I think you know what I'm saying? I, I think you like what you're saying, one of the funniest things is like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like you saying, like, I'm not about to be competitive, competitive around the house and I want to be able to, you know, turn that shit off and, and this, that, the third. Like, how you do that though? How's that working for you? I mean, I think it's just being aware. That's of what's, that's what you said. Like for awareness. me, for me, this is how this is how I became aware. When I started doing like I, like me and D Miles always, we don't consider ourselves media guys, but I guess that's what we are. Yeah. So like once I when I started working for the Pistons and like after basketball, I worked for the Pistons, did four years there. I'm working with people and it's like I you know how these you spend time with them. People like, damn, dude, like I I never would have thought you was this cool or you was this like I'm gonna be real. Like, you know, you get so cool, people they can be real. So I'm be real though. I thought I, I thought you was pretty much an asshole by the way you acted For in the sure. league. Like, and like I definitely didn't think you was gonna be like a nice guy. Like I thought, like just yeah. and I'm like, man, like you don't understand, especially in our era, it wasn't like how it is now. It wasn't no stand up after the friendly. game and change jerseys mm-hmm. and take it like boy, no. we couldn't even tell each other that I like your game. Like, no, nah, yeah. like, you ain't shit, boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how, even if you was the goal, you <laughs> yes. was the code. And see, we had to look at you like, hey, shit, boy. Like, that's how we, that yeah. was how we moved. So I like, like, I, and it really, like, I really, it really oh, yeah. resonated with me because I had a few people like, man, dude, like, I never, I never would have thought you was this cool. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you this shit. Every time I saw, like, you know, I only saw you in the game and stuff. But like, boy, Aubrey, you always about to be with the shit with somebody or something. So I just mm-hmm. didn't expect you to be chill. And I'm like, it's really that was really people's perception of how how I am. Like, yo, mm-hmm. I'm about to fight you or something every time. And I'm like, man, bro, like for real, like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but that was you. You was in survival mode anyway. 
So at the end of the day, you're trying to keep your job. Like all that. Trying, this is this is who you are. All like, this, who you this are. is who you are when you're on that court. This is who you are. And they, and they pray as you they, get older. As you get older, it's like you realize that you can't you can't have them. Like look, even what you guys are doing right now, you you bring unity to this. Like a young guy might see it see guys like we used to compete against each other yeah guys used to compete with and be like man i can't fucking look at this dude right now but now we older we out we out of it and it's like yo you can listen to somebody's story and and appreciate it in a different way that when you was playing you can't i wouldn't even say half the shit i'm saying not at all it would never be on nobody's quote (laughs) we give you no problem. Hey, tell, tell me, you, you talked about how you had the, res, the oh, respect yeah. for Ticket, right? Tell me about the first time you played against KG. And I know he was talking shit. How how was that? He was talking crazy. It was it, it changed my career. Cause I said something like he used to work out with Joe Bunasar, and I was like waiting for him all summer. I was like, damn, I can't wait to I was a fan of his, like a big fan. And then he tried to he tried to stun on me like like at the end of the game, like, like I was like, I said something. He's like, "Yo, get the fuck out of here, rookie! Like, don't talk to me." And then, like, I was like, I didn't, I just, I didn't even say much. But after that, he thought, I, I don't know, he he must have thought I was soft or something like that. But that's, I had to let him know every time we play, like, yo, I remember that. <laughs> every time it's gonna be a war now. Every single time, and you know. Ticket was a way better player than I was, you know, but but it was the end of his career and he had had a knee injury. So it, it, it was like they won that championship with the Celtics, but he was already starting to slow down a little bit. But my mentality is like, yo, fuck that. Here? I'm you going at his here? neck. Yeah. Right. You, out here you know what I'm saying? There was no, yeah. <laughs> it was um, all that. No so that was the, that was the, <laughs> no, no passes. passes. Nah, exactly. That's no pad. Nobody gonna give you no pass out in these streets, man. <laughs> like you got your game got to be a one on point every night out, and if it ain't, but it's cool, man. Like, he like he just like wrote a book and stuff. I, yeah. I read it. Like man, it's just like you know I can look back on it now and just be like I can yeah. see I can respect like why he did that. Why he, he was what he, he was. Yeah, I mean, thank God he did that because it, for real, I, like it changed me. I was like, all right, you know what? You can't be a fan anymore. Like you can't. None of these guys. Like yo, I had a poster with this dude in my room, and I, and I'm like, you know what? Now it's a whole different mindset. Now it's you. He he got what you want. You got to go get it. You got to get past these dudes. If you if you want that shiny thing at the end, you got to get past these dudes. There's no more trying to be cool or. But it, I'm a fan. None of that. It comes back around because, like now, you know, we 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 be fans, and then when we play in the league, we we got to stop being fans, and then after we 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 get back to being fans, whether we fans of what they used to do or whether we fans of what they used to do and what they continuing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, him with the book and, and different stuff like that. Just just to still watch it, still watch his life and his career go on like how we've seen with Kobe and you know just other players just seeing just the next chapter for everybody it's dope to watch see seeing D-Wade being the owner <laughs> now just to see his chapter and how he's going and like how he what he used to do to now what he's doing and how he's stepping up man that's one of the dopest things 
about it. And that's one of the things that we love to do the podcast for because we can get back in kid mode and be friendly because I didn't used to speak to none of these folks. And I definitely was on the other end like, damn, that's that's so-and-so down there. But I wouldn't say shit to him. And when I'm on the court, I'm going right at his neck like he's just the next person in line. What a blessing, though. Straight up. Hey. You know, what a what a blessing to be able to to play at the level that we, you know, some when you're in it, you don't realize because it's just it's all about the next moment, you know, and just staying focused on the next game and the next opponent and all that. But to look back on it and say, damn, like I was like, man, my name was really on the board and I had to guard Shaq. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like you were watching this, man. <laughs> like, like. Hey, what what about this though? Cause you had like a unique situation with your dad being like a, you know, the superstar that he was with you growing up. How was it for you like when you you went, you know what I'm saying, you took your own path and carved out your own thing and now you got your name, you Joaquin Noah, and you, you know, now your dad gets mm-hmm. to come be a fan for you. And like your dad was he was he he I see where you get your energy and your excitement from because your pops be hype. Yeah. Like, how was that to see? Your pops at your games, and now, like you said, you set out to carve out your own path, and now you've achieved that, and now you see your pop cheering you on at yeah. your games and stuff. How was that for you? I mean, that was that was really important for me. I realized that a lot of my hunger came from from that, just being able to have my own name. You know, I was tired of like going home and people saying like, "Yo, oh, you're the son of you're the son right, of Yannick right, right, Noah." Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, nah, my name's Joe King, you know what I mean? And it was a lot. It was all the time, you know? So, like, I can look back on it now and say, you know, it was a, the blessing of it was I was able to have an uh, athlete, uh, a father who was an athlete. So I was able to see what hard work looked like. You know, I, I, I saw the work that he put in the gym. And you can't, you can't put a price on that, like watching what it takes to be a professional athlete, you know, like not a lot of people get that. But at the end of the day, I know that, you know, my, my grandfather was a soccer player. Like my, my name carried like a big legacy thing, you know, and in the I wanted DNA, to. Baby. In the DNA, baby. Yes, for sir. sure. <laughs> you know, so at the end of the day, I was like, yo, I didn't play tennis. I was like, I want to play basketball because I wanted to. I wanted to be my own man. Who is your favorite five NBA players? Not your top five, but your favorite five NBA players. Of all time, it doesn't of matter. Of all time. Where. Your favorite five. I got Shaq. The eighth wonder. The diesel. I got Shaq, man. Let's, let's just make things clear. Like, Shaq Daddy. Like and you got, and you got. I'm gonna go dirt. Oh, okay. Dirt, because now you got stretch, and you got the big fella in there. That's, that's tough. <laughs> Them two right there setting it off. And then I got, uh, I got MJ on one wing. Mm. I got Kobe on the other wing. Mm. Who's who already over? This? Who's running that? Who's running that? 
got you know we got we got white chocolate bringing it up right oh, okay. Mm, <laughs> okay. shout out to my gators man you gotta give shout out to fire you know what i'm saying bring them let, let white chocolate get some love in there you know what i'm saying white chocolate where's waldo we've been chasing him down too and he stay right around the corner. That boy stay ten. <laughs> Come on, that boy man. stay less than ten minutes with me, and we can't we can't nail him down. Come on, man. White shot is the, he's the best, man. Oh yeah, that's. I the mean, guy, I, man. he used to come down. He used to come down and and uh, play pickup with us in the summer in Florida. Man, what this guy used to do, man, this was unbelievable. The Noah's Art Foundation. Uh, tell like how you started that. What made you started it, and. and how well, going on? Noah, Noah, Noah's Luck Foundation is a foundation that I started with my mother. Uh, it's giving the kids an outlet after school programs, uh, letting them, you know, express themselves through sports, expressing us through um, art. Uh, my mom's an art therapist, so she goes and she does art therapy with the kids. It's it's a it's beautiful, beautiful work. And then we have coaches who go in there and and do the basketball thing with the with the guys. And we have guys who are coming in and be able to talk to them um, about more than basketball, life skills. Um, shout out to everybody at Major Adam who's doing all that good work. We've been doing that all COVID. Um, guys, guys are in the gym. And those guys are the real leaders, man. The guys who are in there with the kids every day, you know, you got to give them credit. Shout out Kobe Williams, everybody at Cure Violence. All the guys out there, all the leaders putting their lives on the line for the kids. You know, you got to give them credit because they're doing that every day, and those guys are real heroes. You know? Yeah, it's definitely so, salute to them, man. And, and 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 if 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 y'all could ever use the good old knuckleheads Q and D miles for anything or whatever, you got our availability whenever, however, whatever. We got you. We there for the right kids. Up. We love the kids. <laughs> we need all that, and we with you. Whatever you want us to do. We there, bro. Appreciate you guys. Man. I want to ask you one more thing, too. I was thinking about like getting a blind bird, you know, going blind <laughs> on the bird. I was thinking about what you think of that. You know, I, I know you had you got a few experiences in it. Like, <laughs> you know, I was at, I was at Coachella. It was my first Coachella because we were playing in the playoffs every year. So it was my first year not playing in the playoffs. I was a little bit. I was I was gone a little bit. You know, everybody and in Africa, everybody do that. They just bleach in their put bleach in their shit. Everybody <laughs> thought I was everybody thought I was nuts after I did that shit. They were like, this dude is fucking crazy. Nah, man, listen. One of the realest, man. One of the realest, man. We so Most appreciate it, dog. Like, I know my city. Respect. I got Q-Town, Shuttown behind me, and I know the city going to appreciate this one, man. We know we got love out in Paris. Paris going to be checking this out. You feel me? Yeah, so, you, you already know. know. Shout out to, shout out to Second Etat. Hey. Etat Second. You know what I mean? There it Those is. boys show you love, Big man. love, right, man. Yeah. So, you know, we appreciate you pulling up, man. You one of our favorite players, and you did it Four in... 20, de la uh, 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 uh. MC Waco, you know what I'm saying? Let it be now. See, we with the boys, we with the boys. Y'all making songs about yeah, the boys. Man, man, man. Love you guys, we, we cooking up this heat on 420 for y'all, you feel me? <laughs> Respect, y'all. Well. All right, we want to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune dot com.